The FBI building was located at 2111 West Roosevelt Road. It was a long slab of glass and concrete, ten stories high and wider than it was tall. It loomed behind a neat waist-high steel fence on a perfectly level lawn that stretched out to meet the sidewalk. The sky had begun to lighten, but for the moment the street lamps and the lights illuminating the exterior of the building continued to burn. I pulled through the main gate in the fence and stopped at a barrier. A uniformed security guard approached me as I rolled down the window. I told him my name was Blake and that I had a meeting with the special agent in charge, and he nodded as though he'd been expecting me. He touched the brim of his hat and waved me through as the barrier rose. I checked my gun in at reception in exchange for a laminated visitor's badge, passed through a metal detector, and was escorted up to the tenth floor by an unsmiling agent who responded to my pleasantries with the occasional grunt. I was shown into an expansive office with a great view of the city at dawn. There was a big desk in front of the window. Behind the desk sat a man. He was younger than I'd expected, perhaps not even fifty. He wore a top-of-the-line Brooks Brothers suit, button-down shirt, dark tie, rimless glasses. His jet-black hair was emphatically slicked back, with no attempt made to disguise the fact it was receding. He made no effort to stand up and did not offer his hand. There was a thick file on his desk. I stood at the doorway for a moment. The unsmiling agent who'd brought me up stepped back into the corridor, carefully closing the door behind him. Donaldson, I said, by way of hello. That's right. Blake, isn't it? You got here faster than I'd expected. Traffic was light. First time in Chicago? First time in a long time. Donaldson leaned forward in his chair and put his hands on the desk, as if to signal we had successfully negotiated the small talk portion of the meeting. I took the hint. So, you need to find somebody. He paused a moment, as though reluctant to go further. This information cannot leave this office. It's okay. I'm not on Twitter. He didn't smile. Do you know who Caleb Wardell is? The name was familiar, even though I hadn't followed the original case particularly closely. If you attain a certain level of celebrity, your name kind of seeps into the mass consciousness. Of course, I said. The sniper. But he's in jail, right? Donaldson said nothing. I see. He escaped from a prisoner transport van this morning. It looks like there was some kind of ambush, possibly mob-related. Wardell was caught up in it and managed to get loose. And you want that situation rectified before anybody finds out? In a nutshell. Can I ask a question? Of course. Who recommended me? Donaldson's lips widened a quarter inch on each side of his mouth. I took it for his attempt at a smile. Let's just say it was the kind of recommendation that's unwise to turn down. But you don't have to like it. He sighed and stood up, placing both palms on the desk. Look, don't get me wrong. I can use all the help that's available. 
We're putting together a task force, and it's been suggested that you have certain specialized talents that might do some good, whether my people like it or not. And chances are, they're not going to like it. That's okay. I have extensive experience with not being liked. I'm glad to hear it. I'm bringing the task force leads in for a briefing in an hour. You think you can help us? I nodded slowly. You're aware of my terms? I believe payment has already been discussed with your... agent. Yes, but I have three rules before I take a job, I said. I'm listening. Number one, you pay me half up front, half when I catch your man. Number two, I work alone. I won't be coming into the office nine to five. I won't be joining the team for beers once we put this guy...